So welcome back to NNT Talks podcast. Uh, back here with another amazing guest, as always. Been waiting to get this lady on for a while, so we've finally got here and happy to have you on. Welcome, Crystal. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm well. I'm well. Like I said, been, uh, been waiting. It's been a long time coming. We've got so much things to speak about. So much things has happened since I, I first spoke to you. So, um, yeah, it's, it's blessing just to, to have you on and start to hear all the things you're doing. Uh, but let me give a, a small introduction a bit about your background, the reason why I wanted you on, because obviously you're based in Paris. I would say you you art director um, in music and songwriting also, and also the founder of Black NFT Creator, which is obviously highlighting Black artists. Is it just in the NFT space or would it just, just in the NFT space, would you say? Um, it's it's just in the NFT space, but I do highlight some artists that are interested in becoming NFT artists who are not currently NFT artists. Okay, and and also you since you're, you're the ambassador for No Origin to also, which is fantastic, like amazing platform, and having someone like yourself being an ambassador and out there, it's it's always good uh, in the space. Nice. So uh, yeah, but I mean for anyone that hasn't come across you or hasn't spoke to you before. Just give them a, a, a little background um, from where you come from and to where you are now, pretty much. Okay, I'll try to keep it short because you know I can talk. Um, I am American and French. Um, I moved to Paris back in ooh, 2000 or 1999 even. So I've been here for a minute. Um, I am a singer songwriter for many French movies and uh, series and most recently Amazon Prime series. Um, I've accompanied a ton of artists on tour. Um, I've put out a few albums myself as well as some kids albums. I had a um, theater program for English speaking children in Paris for about seven or eight years. And then I brought together quite a few um, English speaking artists of all genres to put together different shows and you know just kind of build our own thing here and so I um, got into the crypto space in December of 2020 you know the pandemic had hit um, and things had slowed down I was supposed to take my choir one of our choirs to Carnegie Hall again we were supposed to travel the world and then everything shut down so um, I started giving a lot of master classes on zoom and I was like ugh you know, this is not it, you know, but I still did it because, you know, we have to make a living. And I came across crypto via a good friend of mine who's like a brother named Ju Amir, who is heavily into the crypto and NFT space as well. And we do almost everything outside of the crypto space together. We have choirs together, master classes together. And he told me about this thing called crypto. And I only heard had heard of Bitcoin. And I literally got into it because I was looking after him. Mm-hmm. making sure he wasn't doing something, you know, a degen de- move. Um, and so I fell hard into the world of crypto because I actually come from an economics and finance background um, from Spelman College in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'd worked on Wall Street for like half, you could like blink your eye and I, I worked on it. I hated it so much, but I learned a ton. And so it just really kind of pushed me back into that world that I had kind of left for so many years. And I am so sorry. That's my mama calling. <laughs> my mom never calls. She never calls at this time. Why is she up? What are you doing up? Anywho, no um, 
that's that. I cut everything else off, but this is a Mac home, an Apple home. So life, life, man. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about as, it. As you know, and one important thing I forgot to mention is that I am a mother of twins. So that is another reason why we couldn't connect because, you know, there was a lot happening. Um, so anyways, yeah, I got into crypto. I fell in, in, in love with just watching the markets and learning the terminology. Um, I made some degen moves, so I had to slow it down. You know, I got a little too excited, but then I fell into this thing called NFTs around the same time, um, maybe December, 2020, January, 2021. And instead of kind of making my own art, I started trying to connect with some people in the space, in the Twitter space. Um, I was on Telegram back in the day. I'm no longer on Telegram. Um, I was in clubhouses. And then I noticed that a lot of Black artists from around the world were just, they weren't, their art wasn't being shown as much. You know, it was always kind of like the same profile. And I was like, this is not going to do. So what if I create an Instagram page, just a simple Instagram page where I go and I find artists that I vibe with and ask them if they're interested in showing their work. And it just kind of took off. And so, so from there, I started kind of counseling you know, artists into the space and onboarding mm -hmm. as best as I could, you know, local artists here um, and friends back from home who had a ton of talent. And then I started working with OpenSea for like a hot second to onboard Black artists, well, BIPOC, because it was- How that, I mean, like, I know we're kind of breathe there's so many main key things that you, you were touching on that where I don't want to go past. Like, I mean, let's bring it back to, okay, the why, do you, why do you feel there, there wasn't black artists being showcased or wasn't being highlighted? Why, why is that the case? Is that just in the NFT space? Was that in the art world? Like, what do you think? In the art world, I was kind of spoiled in my art world um, yeah. because it was quite the opposite. Lots of times I got calls to help find talent and they specifically wanted black folks, you know, oh. In the singing, you know, movies is a little bit different here in, in, in Paris. So there's a bit of a problem with that. But as far as music, it was always the opposite. So that wasn't something I saw. Um, as far as galleries, there was a shortage of, of minorities in general, especially here in France. So I tried to do what I could. And every time I, you know, I had a, an, an exhibition, I tried to highlight minorities. But I felt like that was just, it was just so hard. Um, and then when I came to the NFT space, I was quite disappointed to see that that had carried over. And yeah. after speaking with a lot of artists, that's exactly what they said. They were like, well, you know, I hopped into this room. I didn't feel comfortable or my art is never getting pushed or shown. And so it was, it was pretty much confirmed after speaking with the artists because I, I'd been searching, you know, I'd been looking because um, I used to be a fan of just going on Instagram and Etsy um, and the different social platforms and finding black art. And when I went on Twitter, I didn't see very much at the time, you know, and I saw a little bit here and there. And so that's just pretty much how it came about because there was definitely a need. Um, okay. so, yeah. I mean, I, I second that in my experience is that when I went to, especially the real life events, there wasn't many black people there. And I, I say, is that down to, okay, if you're in the know-how in your community, it just so happens it isn't in the black community, it's not being spoken about, hence why there's a black people there. I, I don't know. I mean, I was there, obviously. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> there wasn't many people there, especially as creators. So um, exactly. yeah, I've definitely seen it. And obviously me and you, we were in that um, tw space, Twitter space, talking about obviously 
there's no one else we can go on to at that stage. Yeah, yeah go on. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I mean, I, I grew up in the outskirts of Atlanta. So you got to imagine it, it was pretty much black everything. You know what I mean? A black mayor. Um, my, my school was for, for, for black girls. Mm -hmm. Across the street was Morehouse for black guys. You know what I mean? Like we had um, a lot of celebrities, children amongst us. So I, I kind of had this bubble. But in addition to that, I traveled a lot. So I got to see how things happened in, in the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. And I realized it wasn't like that around the, you know, around the world. But it's true that when I, I, I looked deeper, I was like, this is a new space that's supposed to be for all. You know what I mean? What's happening here? So since then, we've come a long way, you know, with the various um, initiatives and stuff. But it was kind of disheartening to see that at first. Um, so yeah, I, I, I started with that platform that I created. And in, in parallel to that, I was also creating my own artwork. Yeah. But um, yeah, OpenSea, they reached out. They asked me to, 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 to propose several artists. Um, I worked with various artists to get them onboarded. But I kind of let OpenSea go because I didn't feel like it was a, a two-way street at that particular time. Maybe things have evolved. And then I just, you know, I started making my own work, artwork. I started getting involved in the community. I started spending most of my waking hours in the NFT space, um, just just multiplying those hats. Like, yeah. you know, I was a, a host of this space. Um, I was an artist, and then I was a curator, and then I was, and then I was an advisor. There were so many different hats that I was juggling. And then at that time, um, I got on Known Origin. I didn't even think I was going to get Unknown Origin. I thought they seemed pretty darn cool. And I was like, this looks like a platform that I vibe with. This looks like a platform for me. And plus, it's a newer one. Let me try it out. And then from there, they discovered um, Black NFT creators. And so, you know, I helped out with the um, Black History Month, UK Black History Month campaign. And that went super well um, with Mikkel. Uh, I just I just want to adopt him. I love him so much. <laughs> hey, shout out to Mikkel. Yeah, exactly. Hilarious, and he is a wonderful addition to the team and the entire team. They're great, you know. And then it's just like everything unfolded before my eyes. Twenty-two years in this industry, like working from the ground up, being an artist, wearing multiple hats, and in less than six months' time, I was, you know, going to Rome and presenting this artist, and then going to this person, this this particular gallery or this art house, and just doing all of these things in such a short amount of time. But I must admit that it did feel like, like six months felt like a, a couple of years because things yeah. change and move so quickly. Mm -hmm. But it's it's like, a, I don't know, it's, it's obviously something we've never experienced before, mm -hmm. but I kind of liken it to the excitement that some people felt um, back in the day when the internet was, you know, coming out and, uh, but yeah. even more intense. And I had neighbors on both sides that, I don't know, I must've been like, 11, 12, I have no idea. I'm dating myself here. But my neighbors were like, that'll never work. You know what I mean? And, and <laughs> here we are. Oh, so, yeah, that, that's the exciting part, isn't it? When you feel like people are doubting it and you're thinking, well, you, you don't know. Like, I think it's lack of education. And then yeah. that, that a lot of people don't really understand what it is. I think that people misinterpret what they even think is just entities, it's just art, but it's a technology applied to art at the moment, but it's going to disrupt so many different things and it makes so much sense. I don't see why it isn't going to work. That's my opinion. So that's so it's, yeah, it's very exciting. I agree 100%. Very exciting. And again, where else can you carve out your own space on your own terms um, so quickly and attach yourself to those groups 
in those communities that you vibe with. Like I have met in real life now, I've met so many artists that I would have never come in contact with had this space not existed. Yeah. And it's it's totally a, a, a shift within my entire household between my children who are NFT artists, my husband who's like over there trying to figure out what, you know, what he's gonna invest in. Like I pulled him in. Um, you know, it's just so exciting. And it's 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 almost as if, at least because I've been in it for so long, I'm like looking at other people, like, how can you not be in it? But when I do sit down with highly intelligent people, friends and stuff, it's it's they have this barrier. They think it's a foreign language and they and they and it there is a learning curve, and so they just kind of look like they're staring in space. So there is going to be some sort of adoption period. It's going to take a little bit of time, but I feel like once they get it, the ones that have gotten it, and it's only been like a month, they really get it, you know, and their minds are blown. But the other ones who are sometimes as well, let's take some of my musician friends, for example, stuck in that old paradigm, you know, they can't make heads or tails of it. They can't understand what's going on at all. But uh, it's, yeah. People don't really want to understand it because they're if because if it, if it is what we say it is, it's going to change their world so much <laughs> that they're going to have to learn it start again like pretty much so they're thinking like no it isn't going to work because i don't really want it to work because it's going to be a lot of work that i'm going to have to figure out and i don't understand it so yeah I can, it can be quite scary for a few people i think that's that's especially people that yeah like music industry um artists and so on i think it's a younger generation mm-hmm. that really gonna uh, really take this on board um, yeah. yeah, I feel that's going to be the same the next few, four or five years. We're going to see a lot of people entering the space, younger yeah. generation. Definitely, definitely. I, I think it's. I think it should be taught in schools. You know what I mean? Hundred yeah, um, percent. Yeah. There, there, and that's the other thing. People, like you said, sometimes they think NFT and they think art, mm-hmm. or they think NFT and they think scam or or Ponzi scheme. They think all of these different things without really figuring out and taking the time to see what it really is, the technology behind it and how it is going to change the world, how it's already starting to change things in this world. Yeah, but don't get me wrong, there are scams in this oh, yeah, space, of course. Of course. just as in the real world. It's just yeah. human behavior. It's not, the technology isn't the scam, it's the way humans are using it. People are abused yeah. technology regardless, and they're the same people that abuse things in the real world. So you just got to do your due diligence and learn and protect yeah. yourself and put yourself in a position of where you know not to be taken advantage of. That's all it is, pretty much, I feel. You're absolutely right. I agree. That's just, that's just since the beginning of time, though, right? There's always somebody trying to scheme somebody and, you know, trying to pull a fast one. And you're absolutely right. Security is key. Like, understanding what to do, what not to do. Even myself, I, I consider myself to be pretty... Um, knowledgeable when it comes to uh, all of the things on the list of what to do and what not to do. Until I went to Rome and I sat with one of my good friends who's an artist in this space named Simona. She's Italian and she's over cybersecurity and she worked for several top uh, companies for 10 years in their cybersecurity space and now she works for quite a few platforms. And so we were, you know, having a good time after our exhibition and drinking, drinking vino uh, red wine and, and and having pizza. And she was like, Crystal, um, you know that you should not have this and this on your phone. And I'm like, oh yeah, but don't worry. First of all, I never connect when there's Wi-Fi or like somebody else's Wi-Fi and I never do this and I never do that. She's like, you know, I could take your phone and I could probably like 
hack this in like two seconds. So please take this off. And I just was, I just couldn't believe it. So even, you know, yeah. me, uh, I have to be, we all have to be super careful. Mm. Um, but if we are, you know, we, we do the best that we can because we can't be perfect all the time, then we should be okay. Um, and we should be able to thrive in this space. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just a phenomenal change. I've been in this for a year and a half now. Mm -hmm. And I've found some, some, some like notebooks from things I wrote from the beginning and what I wanted to do. And things have changed so much yeah. for me. And um, I, yeah, I, I, who would have thought like, I am going to be a, well, I'm a counselor for the first NFT exhibition at the Venice Biennale. Wow. What happened? I've never been to, thank you so much. I've never been to anybody's Venice Biennale in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's very, it's so much fun for me to be on these Zoom calls mm -hmm. with older, mostly older gentlemen that come from this traditional space that were and are top-notch artists from the 70s, 80s, and 90s in the traditional space, or they own galleries or they're curators. And I'm one of the crypto slash NFT specialists, mm. you know, and it's, 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 I, I'm not, um, I am, I feel like I have my place and it's, it's a growing thing for me and I love it. But had you told me a year and a half ago, I'd be doing that. I would have probably looked at you like you're crazy. You know what I mean? Like there's how, no, how, Crystal, how do you get to that point? Cause I've had other advisors. I've had, um, Diego, he's, he helped advise with the Adidas campaign and so on. Like, and I would say that, okay, then how do you get, build yourself up to this point of being an advisor? How do you put yourself in the right places for people to have that credibility? You can have some sort of credibility to also, I'm assuming. So yeah, how do you get the opportunity? You know, it's super simple and complicated at the same time. The basic answer is to put yourself out there, like to, to be original, to, to, to go into communities that you like and to talk to people. Mm to promote other people's things. Don't just get on there and just sell, you know, your products, like some sort of bad infomercial or something, which I see, you know, um, go and, 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 and just do something. For example, when I came into this space, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. So even when I created the Black NFT uh, Creators Instagram account, I didn't think much of it until people told me how much, and to this day, people tell me how much confidence that gave them because somebody believed in their art enough to showcase it on a, on a, on a simple Instagram page. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and so from there, I ended up speaking in a lot of different communities, especially communities that didn't have someone to represent the minority's voice or even the woman's voice or sometimes the both. And so, you know, I'm also somebody that's very, I'm a social bug. And if you haven't gathered, I like to talk. Now, you know, one of my twins inherited that from me and I'm just like, oh my God, he talks so much, but I know where he got, he got it from. So, you know, I'm not afraid. I didn't, I wasn't intimidated going into these spaces with mostly like straight white male, you know, guys, mostly from America talking about bro stuff, just stuff that I didn't vibe with at all. Um, I didn't back down. I went in and I talked and that got me to the next step that got me, you know, DMs asking if I could talk in this particular space or if I could counsel them on this or what did I think about this? And so it was just mostly me being open to opportunities, um, me finding the right spaces because they're not all right. You know what I mean? They, they don't all fit us all perfectly and being present. 
And that is the, the best way that I've seen people carve out these, these wonderful opportunities for themselves in such a small amount of time. You know what I mean? So you go in and you're the you're total opposite of greedy. You're giving, you know, you, you're, you're yourself, whatever personality you have, you don't have to be like me, but whatever it is that you have to offer, you, you give that to the space. And that is literally what helped me climb. Each particular thing helped me climb to a new level. Um, and that's the thing, there's no roadmap for this. You know what I mean? Um, there's yeah, I was going to say, so like, I feel like one what you're pointing out there is I think one of the most important things what I've stressed to people, people have heard me say before on the podcast is relationships at this point is the most important thing. I, I feel like there's, there's so, some of these people, including yourself, are going to go on to do so many great things and build a relationship with people that are going to be in great positions in the future and being pioneers of the space is you, you don't get that. You don't know. I think I've looked at this like maybe Silicon Valley and you was being able to speak to Mark Zuckerberg or also one and everyone knew each other. They were all a part of each other's projects. This is what this is going to be. So speak to people, help people be a part of what's going on. And exactly. you don't have to get the opportunity right now, but the opportunity may come eventually as long as you stay consistent and stay present, like you said. So 100% agree with that. That is it. Stay consistent and stay present. I like that. Um, that's exactly it, though. You know, and, 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 and it's the other way around when it comes to me recommending people for certain things. I think of those people that, you know, um, are really good at a particular skill or that have collaborated with me or reached out to me. Um, it doesn't have to be somebody, somebody that I've known in this space for a year and a half. I could know that person for like a month, you know what I mean? But they're consistent and they're present, just like you said. And so I'm going to nominate them and they, boom, they have the, they have the job, they have the role without even having to, to fight so, so hard for it, because I know that they're a perfect match. And I'm assuming that's what happened for me or there was just nobody else to, to do the job. <laughs> yeah, but either way. <laughs> either way, you know? Um, so yeah, and plus, of course, it's it's new. So we're all still feeling our, 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 our way through this whole thing, but if you can come in and you can, you can, you know, give a little piece of yourself um, to the extent that you want to, I'm not saying you have to, you know, reveal everything, because I know some people are shy and some people are introverts, and I totally get that, but there are other ways you can contribute as well. And you, you, you know, if you just do a little bit of that on a consistent basis, then I feel like things are gonna come, opportunities are gonna come. It's so new, you know, every day, even in the world of women um, discord group, there yeah. are new people coming in every day. And every time they're like, this is such a welcoming, um, fuss-free um, discord. You know, you, you come in and you feel like family. And there are a lot of new people who don't even own uh, World of Women, you know, they don't own an NFT from world of women, but they love the space. And then we see those people and we think about the, 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 you know, the things they said or the contributions they gave, and you just never know, you know? All right, so this, I know you're talking about you helping other people all the time and putting people on, is go and focus on yourself now. I wanna, I wanna talk about your work um, yes. and the, the work that you're putting out. So you got a recent project uh, called Village, is that right? Yes, yes. So tell me, uh, tell me the type of work, because it's, to explain to me, I'm not going to try and explain myself, explain to me what it is, and then I'll ask my questions, like explain the concept and, and what you what you try with that piece of work there. Okay, so when I first came into this space as an artist, I actually wanted to challenge myself and not do anything music-based, because people just assumed I would make 
music NFTs. So I, I pulled out my cameras and stuff and started taking pictures of Paris and things like that. And I, and, and I love it. However, parallel to that in the real world, I was working on a show with um, a pretty renowned dancer choreographer named LaMichael who lives here. He's from Florida. He's also the MC at a big, big, um, it's kind of like the Moulin Rouge. Um, it's called the Lido. And he's also the muse for all of these brand names like, you know, Vuitton and all this, all, just fabulous, honey. And he and I are really good friends. And we met a young filmmaker named Cindy who needed to put together a project for her master's degree, if you will, for the end of the year. And so she asked if she could follow us for six months while we were trying to come up with the concept. And the concept was to have a music, um, well, uh, like a dance piece with a soundscape at a, a beautiful art gallery here in Paris. And um, this particular art gallery is on the island. In Paris, there's something called Island of St. Louis, Ile Saint-Louis. And he lives, LeMichael lives on that island. And the running joke was, I've been here forever and I had never met anybody that lived there because even Madonna can't get an apartment there, apparently. It's so, it's like old money, nobody sells. It's so expensive, it's so beautiful. I go there and I have like a, you know, half a baguette and just sit there on the Seine River and watch and then come back home, you know? And he's like, I live there. And so we have this, you know, running list of who's bougier and all this other stuff. I said, you win because you live there. And so I said, and you know, an art gallery there that I've been trying to get into forever. And we're going to have our show there. So all of these things aligned. Cindy asked if she could um, film us and film what it was to put together a piece. So we started from scratch. Um, and I was still finding my way in the NFT space, still putting out my abstract photos. But all the while thinking this would make for an, an, a fantastic NFT. What I don't know, because at that time in January, there weren't very many like video yeah. music NFTs. It was not really, to be fair, there was a lot of them really, but. Yeah, exactly. And it was what? It was like 2D and some 3D and then photos came a little bit later, but I had that in the back of my mind. So we went about creating this and I did the soundscape and he had me dancing. Um, you know, I, I like to dance, but he's like a real dancer, you know, yeah. and so we and then I had him since I since he had me dancing, I had him lay down some some vocals. And so we put together this 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 piece and then Cindy put together a documentary that she showed at a um, like a beautiful theater here. When I saw it on the big screen last June, I said, this is just too good to not turn into an NFT form. So the whole video was much longer, the whole movie, of course. But I said, what if we did like a three-part thing, three songs, and you know, maybe a minute and a half each? Um, I'm on this new platform that I love called Known Origin. Maybe we can do something. And so we looked through hundreds of hours of footage and found what we thought would be the ideal shots to go with the music that I wrote. And so, yeah, we put it out. And I put out the, the soundtrack as well, just if people just wanted just the songs. And it did quite well. You know, I got a lot of good reception from that. And these are non-NFT artists. Yeah. Cindy at the time was not an NFT artist. LaMichael, he was, he was like, I don't understand this terminology, you know, but it sounds great and I'll do it. And now they, are, they, are, they haven't taken a further step, but they're very well versed in 
all things NFTs. And he's currently filming something for another NFT. So they're heavy into it. But I got so many, um, you know, DMs and messages about how wonderful people found that particular project to be. How does it work though? Like, what do you get? I just want to understand, like, what do you get with it? Like, okay, do you get the the visuals? Do you, is it separate? The music comes separate? Like, is it, is it unlockable? Like, I, I just want to, yeah. Okay, so there is no unlockable. What okay. you see is what you get. You, okay. you get the video, you know, the the what I feel to be the beautifully filmed video with the music. The soundtrack is separate. So yeah, so that's what I was saying. If people want to have just the music, that is on a separate, much cheaper, um, you know, it's in a different format. It's not an unlockable, but it's just the video, okay. purely the video. I think you may get the lyrics to what I'm saying or something like that. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Just kept it Is there anything that potentially you could add on in the future um, towards as utility-wise? Is that that's what you're thinking about? I mean, well, not hype for yourself and hype and high-profile people involved. So there may be fans of the individuals like uh, involved. My idea is here now. Um, <laughs> actually, that's not a bad idea for this particular project. I had not thought about that. I had thought about utility for upcoming musical projects mm -hmm. um, or different things like, uh, and LaMichael was involved in this and Cindy as well. My friend Jua, uh, with whom I have a choir, a couple choirs, we put together a pretty swanky NFT. I think I told you about this NFT event back in November. Yep, yeah live music and stuff and those people that had the particular nft the utility of that is they are forever invited to all of our events and so that includes concerts we have that includes nft events we're going to have a huge nft gala very swanky in september of this year um, and those tickets well they they get in for free with that nft so that's the type of utility i thought of for those, you know, for that project and projects to come. But for Village, I had never really thought of th anything further um, other than the video itself. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? They may get a nice airdrop. That's the beauty of it, isn't it? Like, this beauty, you can exactly. add value at any point. Like, at uh, any point, yes. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's always interesting. And that's why I just, I thought actually like, get it because because your background your connections what you, you're involved in so many different industries and you could do so many different things i feel like anything that you drop you could add value from so many so many different angles yeah always good to to collect something that you're doing i just feel as, as long as you're doing something like that exactly you're absolutely right you're absolutely right now i do have ideas for airdrops for my collectors mm -hmm. so you know you never know. You never know. <laughs> what about on the advisor side then? Um, are you looking to sell your knowledge as an NFT? Like this is something that, like, you know, like Gary V did the whole, if you get this, you get a 10 minute Zoom call with me and so on. Um, is that something you're looking to do in the future? I quickly thought about that. And I'm still on the fence about that. I just don't know. I have a lot of people that ask me to do that actually, or even to to like create my own company um, or agency, which being an agent, I do not want to do. That's a full-time job. That's a very different job. But um, I had thought about something along those lines for a project that I can't speak of as of yet. Um, but let's just say that that's, that's on my radar. I'm trying to figure out exactly what the best way yeah. uh, to, to, to approach that is, you know, so everybody feels like they're getting value um but it's definitely something i've thought of okay cool just wanted to ask you because this is something that i also think about how can i 
mm-hmm. like this value and the knowledge how how can I present that in a way that it's in an NFT form uh, exactly. so that's something you, you thought about okay so moving back on to yes you mentioned your mother uh kids are, well actually kids direct age are they teenagers or older or young they are eight eight okay perfect so mm-hmm. you said they're NFT artists well yes how do you explain to your kids like that's what i get like how do you explain nfts to your kids i want you to do tell me how they how they uh, interpret well i took it from believe it or not the bitcoin angle i'll tell you why because one of my sons had i don't know how seen like a very very um elementary uh what is bitcoin like an intro to bitcoin and it briefly touched on after that blockchain technology. So he kind of got the, the, the bigger picture and he understands that, um, well, Nyla, first of all, bought four pieces from him. Nyla from Long Necky Ladies. Oh, oh beautiful. You know, who he admires very much. Um, and so he watched a lot of Nyla's interviews and videos, asked a ton of questions. And then his brother, who kind of sort of acted as his manager, um, I'll tell yes, at an art gallery, nonetheless, <laughs> um, here in Paris, he started getting interested. And so I would listen to how they would speak about it, especially when their friends came over, because that's when they really got really, really, really proud. And they would say, oh, well, my mom's an NFT artist and I am too. And the friends would, would ask, well, what does that mean? And so they would just say different things like, well, first of all, it means that I um, can show proof that I created this particular piece and it's on the internet, Mm -hmm. blockchain, it's on the internet and then somebody can buy it and then I'll get money in my my wallet. Look at my wallet up here. And then they go and show the wallet. I'm like, don't show all the wallet. (laughs) Don't show the wallet. Don't give away anything. (laughs) And then the friends are still like, huh, is that money? Is that real money? Yes, if I change it into uh, euros, I can really have it. But mom says I can't right now. That's a different story. And then they say, and then if if Nyla resells it, I get some more money if she resells it. How cool is that? And then we're going to Japan. That's all they remember. Because oh, yeah. you know, we have a we have a we have a family goal of selling enough, you know, and it's okay. I hear that. I love that. <laughs> so that's their like basic understanding of what it is. It's yeah. you know, it's something that remains forever on the internet and their friends can go and see that they actually created it mm. like that so hey, that's good though that's a, i thought that's a it's a an overview like a basic understanding but yeah that's that's what it is to a certain extent so it's only almost up there from almost and, up, and the fact that they can explain it that's yeah. that's great and they're the comments to do that right and, and and going back to the bitcoin discussion one day apparently in class uh the teacher asked about traditional banking and my child who had seen something about bitcoin like everybody's talking about going to the bank and opening up a savings account or checking account my kid raises his hand yes dorian and there's this thing called bitcoin and what about me by a guy named satoshi but nobody knows who he is and then you know it's money for all and anybody can have it from around the world and it's a fair system i was just like you raised your hand and what did the teacher say she was like I've heard of Bitcoin, but we're just going to keep it to the, you know, traditional, like the other kids are like, what is, what is, what is he talking about? So. about? <laughs> yeah, that, that, you've got to watch out for him then, because he's, he's, he's on the ball. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's, this, he's on the ball. 
I don't, I, I did not even tell him to say that. So. <laughs> okay. So we, we talked about obviously what you would, you, you'd be doing in the art side of it. Let's talk about industries. I mean, obviously the music side, yeah, you didn't go on that side, but I really think music's going to really take off this year, especially. Um, how does it, what does it look like for you, NFTs and your music, and how do you see people using it, uh, whether they're songwriters or beat producers, beat makers, or some, how do you feel people are going to use this technology? Well, let's just, let's just go back a little bit. Um, first of all, the idea of, of provenance and, you know, ownership is, is really um, groundbreaking in this particular industry. I will never forget when I was a naive 22 year old that sat in on a writing session and I wrote all those lyrics and I wrote the melody and I even recorded some of the background vocals. And next thing I know, the song was out and doing pretty well and I had nothing to show for it. And I remember crying my little 20 something, 22 year old eyes out about it and just thinking, this is crap and this is, this world sucks and it's not fair. And I learned my lesson, you know, to really, really, really sign papers and stuff like that. But even that was not very fair because then I started getting those contracts. And when you peeled back all of the layers, it's like this person gets 20% and this person gets 15% and she didn't do a damn thing. This person gets that. And also sign away your first child. I don't know, just craziness you know, things that, that you, that were beyond your control, or you could have gone like the, I won't say the starving artist route, cause I don't really like that terminology, but you could have gone the independent route, which is not easy either, you know? And um, people sometimes, unless you were one of those top, you know, grossing independent artists, it was very hard. So you had those two extremes. And so I already envision like, so many different things, um, like Gary V. <laughs> you know, uh, if you enter in this particular, let's say community, let's just take our choir, for example, it's called Singing Earth Divine. We already are already um, hoping and, and planning for a coin. Um, and when you, you know, invest in this coin, you will have all of these different utilities in our particular ecosphere, the Singing Earth Divine ecosphere. We're already educating our choirs about it little by little. You know, some of them are 70 and up. So you gotta go a little bit slow, you know what I mean? Um, my friend Jua that I spoke of, he is part of a, a, a very um, prestigious cabaret here in Paris. Mm -hmm. And for the first time last week, he went on stage and talked to them about the particular NFT that that cabaret is coming out with that he helped put together and he talked to them about a wallet this is all during like the the intermission um you know about a po-op as well to prove that they were there that particular po-op later on if they could you know enter their address and prove that they had it that they were there that would lead them down another path they would get access to this and they would get access to you know a glass of champagne possibly with um some of the artists and things like that so I, I think the possibilities are endless. We also bought some virtual reality land via OVR and we're already thinking about concerts um, in addition to the galleries that we started trying to build. It's taking some time, it's not the easiest thing, but I know that that's gonna come. Yeah. Um, 
I see how drastically things have changed, um, you know, just for the world with this pandemic and then this war, crazy dude. Um, people are going to be staying, they're not going to be able to access those concerts as much. You know what I mean? They're not going to be able to access uh, a lot of different things. So they're going to spend more time in these spaces and we want to make it the best experience possible. Uh, so yeah, I just, I just see it being growing even bigger. My mind was already blown when an artist had sent me, um, I'd won an NFT and it was on this website called async. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Yes, exactly. when they have the different stems and stuff like that yeah heck yeah so this particular artist she sent me the nft and i was like what is this is this tetris i don't understand what's happening you know and then when i got it i said what in the world i can take her song i can move the vocals around the way i want to i can you know single out the bass line i can create a whole different song it just blew my mind because as artists, even as I'm talking to you now, I have a little icon with Logic Pro in there and I have like 50 stems in there. And it's true that when you think about it, who would have thought you, first of all, you can just sell a stem and you, know, and you can keep reselling it, keep reselling it, keep reselling it. Um, so that's another example and that has already happened. So I think it can only get better from here. And I definitely haven't thought of everything, but I will say this. Most recently, when I was um, on Twitter and I saw that Snoop had opened up a room, a space, yeah, and he was sitting there with his son by himself for a hot second, I hopped in there. I was like, this is too good to be true. I am a, I've been in this industry for 22 years, had no access to Snoop, yeah. and the click of a button, I'm talking, I'm going to talk to Snoop, right? Seven o'clock in the morning over there burning the, the pancakes, the kids running around. I didn't care. I was like, this is not going to happen twice. So he just bought, he and his son had just bought a world of women, women, NFT, and he also wanted to celebrate women. And so he asked who wanted to come speak on stage. I was like, I do. I have never gotten that close to Snoop in my life. And he was also talking about death row. Like he was talking about his label and all of these amazing things to come. First of all, even thinking of that, buying an old label and turning it into an NFT label, never would have thought, you know what I mean? Firstly. Secondly, this space allowed me to talk to Snoop and his, his son, who's amazing. Well, um, and he's, and he's, he know, he's the, I think he's the, the brains behind everything. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's pushing exactly. it, man, for real. Yeah. Exactly. And so then, you know, I literally walked in there and told my husband, I said, watch this. I'm about to talk to Snoop. My husband knows I'm like half crazy, half sane. So he was like, oh, maybe she might not be, you know, lying. So I literally clicked it. He's like, hey, Crystal, you know, with that very recognizable voice. And I was like, well, hello, Snoop, <laughs> you know, and I told him what I did here. I told him um, I welcomed him to the community world of women community. And then his son said, I'm going to reach out to you um, because I like what you do. And I think it's fascinating. And so there you go. And he did. So yes. where else could that happen? You know what I mean? Yes. Um, so the I, I believe as you do that music is next. I really do. There's an artist named Latasha. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's pushing it on the Twitter spaces too, man. Like, yeah. She sure is. And it's a very small world because um, I was trying to onboard and still am one of my baby cousins who lives in New York. Mm -hmm. um, who, who 
is who's just fascinating. And she said that uh, one of her particular clients, she said, oh, I've got this client and she's doing very well um, in the NFT space and she's a musician and her name is Latasha. And, and I said, oh my God, that very well is an understatement. You know what I mean? And I, I followed you know, her, her progress as well um, when I opened up Black NFT creators. And so it's just phenomenal what she was able to do. I don't know that she would have been able to do that in this traditional space. Uh, same with a guy named Domino, uh, a rapper from California, I believe. Mm -hmm. You know, he had been making music for a while. And, you know, just like I mentioned earlier, it's not easy for indie artists. He literally built, you know, built his empire in this space. We started at the same time and he sold his music. So he sold his tracks. I think he sold 7,777 copies um, for like 0.7 or something like that. Yeah. Where else would that happen? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, is, it is. It is crazy. Have you come across Little Bitcoin? No. He's a virtual, like he's a, a, a digital virtual artist, like that. And I think, I mean, I, I think they've got signed by a, a big label already. I'm not sure, but I'm sure. I, I think so. I think they've got signed already. But Little Bitcoin is um, Crypto Chris. These are little yep. characters, but yep. the songs themselves, like, yes. so, like they, they sound good. So um, it's really, I feel that's going to be the future. And obviously you've got the, the board apes now, obviously being bought up by Universal and yes. whatnot. Obviously you've got Death Row Label, they suck, they've got the apes. So obviously there's going to be something around there. Dr. Dre's got it, Eminem's got a name. So there's going to be something musical around there. Like yeah. there's so much with the PFPs combinations and what you mentioned with async art like i've had async art on the podcast so anyone that want to check in a bit more about that go listen to that episode because it's amazing what they're doing but yeah it is I'm, yeah, I'm really excited another thing i'm really excited about no one's really talking about as such is the crossing over to different industries so i think i really, really like the concept of digital fashion um mm -hmm. in the metaverse or in the real world and attaching music to the physical or digital clothing so obviously with albums you sell merch if you if you sold the album as a t-shirt and you can access that album via that t-shirt i just think it's game fun i think it's just completely it's just something different like if you're wearing the album you know what i mean so exactly exactly and that's the thing that's something we've never thought of before because everything has been it's in its own little box mm -hmm. and now there's so much cross-pollination you know it's just fantastic uh that would be awesome if you could wear the album yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I wear Erica Badu, you know what I mean? Like, I would love to wear that, you know, but that would be amazing. But there, that's the thing. There are no, there are no boundaries now. You know, a few of these PFP projects that I invested in, they've been signed to Hollywood agencies. You know, they got movies coming out. Um, I know World of Women worked with a particular artist. Um, uh, they also have a soundtrack. You know, and if you just different, there's just so many possibilities, things that I haven't even thought of, um, but I know they're coming. And I know, I know that, you know, it's, it's just going to shake up and it already has. I know for a fact, because I've talked to quite a few traditional labels that they're, they're pretty worried. They're stirred. A couple, a few major labels are, you know, they, that I talked to the AR people. They're all on the ropes because there's a lot of people just going independent anyway through social media. Now, exactly. this 
and just I think I feel like the business model. I was speaking to a friend of mine. I feel like the business model is going to have to change for these majors because I don't think they're going to be just thrown to the side because there are people that don't know how to market or don't want to market. So that's where they're coming useful in regards to outreach. However, in regards to the deals, they're going to have less say. Like people are going to say, look, these are my NFTs. You can help me put it out there. You can get a percentage. But they're going to be in control to a certain extent, as long as they know what they're doing. Um, so I think they've just got to get on board the labels. They've got to adjust quickly. Otherwise, there's going to be people that creating labels that are going to be in this business model and the older models will just get phased out. Yeah, so, as they should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I say that I worked with quite a few, but I just saw so many injustices and things, you yeah. know, that they don't make sense. And that whole model of taking 50% off the top for the publisher, that will be no more. You know what I mean? So I think it's great. Yeah, 100%. I that you, you started touching on the collecting because obviously you collect NFTs yourself, a world of women, we know you got one of them. Uh, any other projects that you've invested to or you're about to invest in? And this is not financial advice, it's just something that you're, <laughs> you're interested in. Right, right. Well, I've had to slow myself down because I think I don't, I think I have like 240 NFTs. Some of them. Now, this being said, and you are right to say this is not financial advice, because some of them I couldn't even give away right now, you know, but they're my few, they're my, they're, they're my, like, what I consider to be blue chip ones that I, that I have on my ledger, of course, make sure you get a ledger. Um, of course, World of Women, I'm excited about, I'm excited about long necky ladies. I, I've got, you know, two long necky ladies and two long necky fellas. And, and Nyla is someone who I think is, gonna go down in history. Um, I love following her. She's got some more exciting news coming out, especially for children in the NFT space. And, and so that, that's gonna literally meet, reach millions of people around the world. Um, I'm heavy into uh, Flower Girls. Mm. Um, I love Flower Girls because I love the botany side of it. I'm really a plant mama. Like you can't see it around my house, but it's like halfway a jungle. You know what I mean? I guess that's the country girl in me because I grew up in a house, you know, <laughs> with animals and I'm here in Paris with my little city garden. You know what I mean? So Flower Girls is amazing because you get so much good advice, um, you know, about just plants and they have a lot of amazing speakers that are not associated with the NFT space at all that come and talk in these Twitter spaces and they support children. They have a fund to just buy, you know, children's art and diversity as well. And the art itself, like, even if you only bought it for the art, you just, like the one that I bought, I just stare at her. She's absolutely regal. Um, you know, she's got this beautiful, like, chocolate skin with these, these piercing turquoise eyes and this red hat. And I love me a good hat. I don't have one on today, but I got a whole thing of hats in there. So when I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Um, so I'm, I, I, love, I love them. I love Meta Angels. Okay. Um, Meta Angels, I had been staring at from afar, like the art um, that the, 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 the illustrator created. Um, I had just been staring at it for months anyways. And when I knew that they were gonna release it, I had to put my little coins together and get me three of those. Um, it is the most just peaceful and calming visuals that I have to stare at on my screen. And I love the idea behind um, each, each particular NFT that you mint of that project. I think it's a 10K as well, has its own, um, its own description of what that particular angel brings to the world. 
you know? And so it's, it's, it's not very, it's not generic at all. Like I read some, I read through a lot of them and each one is tailored to that okay. particular uh, piece. And I love the fact that you can lend an angel. So if someone doesn't have an angel, a meta angel, I literally can lend them my angel for a certain amount of time and they get all the benefits of the community. Oh, okay. They get all of the benefits of the community. It's, it's phenomenal. I don't think any other project is doing that. Um, and then besides that, I love um, Lana Danina, who is an artist from Montreal. Um, both her one of ones and her PFP project that I was fortunate enough to get in on, the Mona Lana. And she's one of the artists that I chose for the Venice Biennale um, to represent because she's fantastic. And she was also at our event in November, um, as well as Rakim, uh, who she works with as well, who's a phenomenal artist. And I love Siobhan Wong, uh, who is, she's like, we started together and we didn't know what the heck we were doing. And we would write to each other a lot and be like, what are you doing? What are you getting? What are you doing? You know what I mean? And so I just saw her career just shoot to the, to the moon and she was already so talented. So it was just a natural thing for her to take off because she's active in the space. She, you know, helps out in the space and she's extremely funny and talented. And so that's a winning combination. So I'm going to try to pick up some of her art. I also chose her as one of the artists for Venice Biennale. Um, yeah. And then finally, um, there is a project called Some Place. I think it's called Some Dot Place. And that's where I'm going to choose to exhibit all of my art. Well, my blue chip projects, not some of those that I'm a little bit embarrassed by. I was like, why did I buy that? <laughs> it's amazing, it? But you, as long as, I mean, in short, you, you made a choice to buy it. You know why you bought it at the time. So you can live it in front of the... <laughs> exactly. At the time, I thought it was, you know, some of it I have, and it's just sitting there. And a few of them were rug pulls. Yeah. But I'm not upset because I bought those particular ones because I liked the art. So I can't get mad at that. I still have the art. I'm fine. But a few of those I did buy because I believed in the roadmap of the, the, you know, what they were saying. And then all of a sudden it just went dead. And then that's what it is. You know, maybe some, something will happen and they'll shoot back up, but they're fine. But some place is, is, is beautiful. It's this very Zen looking space. I'm yeah. using the beta testing app right now. Um, so it's a little bit limited, but it literally looks like you walk into like this Japanese garden and on the wall, you can see all of your, you know, all of the NFTs you choose to, to put on your wall. And then the way it works is they have this potion that you have to mint. So you get access to some place yes. via their potion. And I think there are only 3000. Um, and it's also a space where you can interact pretty soon when it's, you know, up and run, running and you can walk around the town and the whole town is just, it's just beautiful. It's like a work of art in itself. And so I was looking for a place to, to, to show my art and for me, that's it. <laughs> okay, so is it, is it, is it, anyone's listening, you, you dropped a few artists there that definitely, guys, I want to make sure I get the, the list and we put it in the link so you can go check these guys out. I'm sure they're amazing if, if Crystal's talking about them. Um, before we round it up, Crystal, I want you to kind of, what advice, piece of advice would you give to somebody that is creative, um, that is entering the space? What would you tell them in, in a nutshell, why they should enter the space, escape, say, Two, in two minutes, like a... Well, I'll try to even be briefer than that. Um, the freedom, the freedom that it gives you, the freedom to do what you wanna do, what it is that you wanna show the world, what the traditional space 
would not allow you to show, you can do that here. As long as you are a constant contributor to this space. You combine those two things, whatever it is you love and you wanna show and you wanna fight for with your presence, your consistent presence, then you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine, you know? Yeah. That's that's the best yeah. thing I can tell people. And I, I, yeah, I totally agree with that. That's I think you couldn't put it away any better. Just keep it simple, but as long as you have them simple elements and you do that, it will event it will work out for you. I feel that like as long obviously you've got to have bring some sort of value and you work, you can't just do anything. <laughs> but, right. but yeah, yeah, bring yeah. Talent. and another thing I would add to that is don't do don't come into the space and do something that you wouldn't do in the real world. Like a lot of people think I'm going to do a POP project because that's where the money is. Like if you're not, if you're an artist, do art. If you're a musician, think how you can apply NFTs to music. You know what I mean? Like don't do something else. It doesn't make sense because right. there's a lot of work involved in doing this. Like people underestimate the work you have to put in once you make an NFT and you've got a community. Right. So um, yeah. You're absolutely right. Just, just to add to that for a quick second. Um, <laughs> Uh, when you come into this space, you really come into this space and you're absolutely right. Don't try to be like this other person. Don't try to come out with, as you said, a PFP project because it's it, you think it's going to make you money or you think that's the thing to do because that is another thing that I get. I get a lot of musician and actor and singer friends asking me. It'll usually start off with, I have to pay my rent next month. What's this NFT thing? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, pay your so, rent. All about that. <laughs> <Get a book. laughs> exactly. You, I don't know. Become a real estate agent or something. You can choose your hours. Do something different, but don't do this. Don't. That's what you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. When you come into this space, you really want to do your own research. You want to learn as much as you can, and you want to you want to be yourself, and you want to give. You know what I mean? You want to you want to give in whatever way that is, but you don't want to come in and try to just make a quick buck because it will not be well received at all. Yeah, and I think that's a, a great way to end the episode. Um, but Chris, thank you for your time uh, and obviously dropping all the gems and telling us about your journey so far. So excited to see what you're going to be doing in the future because I doubt you're stopping here. It's ominous for you. So uh, where can people find you if they want to reach out to yourself? The quickest way to find me is on Twitter under Crystal P. Knight. Mm -hmm. Night as in nighttime. Okay. And I'll make, I'll make sure I put that in the link below too also. Um, but yeah, thank you uh, for listening, everybody. Hope everyone enjoyed it. Everyone stay listening and stay blessed.